And um, so I was reading Colossians, and, and I, I started off reading it. It's great, you know, when you get a little nudge in your, in your time with God, and God says, oh, go and have a look at that book. And you hope that it's, you know, not all of Psalms or Jeremiah. You hope he says, you know, Jonah, Titus. Yeah, is that your favorite? Philemon. And so I was reading it. Let me read you some of the stuff in Colossians. Lucy, we're going to have to just go through this. Colossians 1.3. It says things like this. We always thank God. I'll stand to the side so you can see it. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we've heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love you have for all God's people. The faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel. For this reason, it's another verse, for this reason, it's got stuff like this. Since the day we heard about you, we've not stopped praying for you, Paul says. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Uh, everybody say, wow. Say it backwards, go on. And then the next, Colossians 1.21, once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now he, God, has reconciled you by Christ's physical body, that's his dying on the cross, through death to present you holy in his sight, without blemish, free from accusation. I love that. One more slide. And just pause it on that one, Lucy, till I, till I say for in Christ, all the fullness of the deity of the Godhead, some versions say, lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. I mean, aren't these lovely scriptures? Even if you don't understand them, you go, oh, but they just feel right, don't they? Just like, oh. Since then, you've been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And I'm reading through Colossians going, this is just lovely. I mean, some say of Ephesians, another one of the Apostle Paul's books, that it's the Alps of the epistles because the theology is off the chart. Colossians comes in a close second. It's just amazing. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God. Now, I'm reading this stuff about gratitude and thankfulness and prayer and who you are in Christ and that God's forgiven you and that God's loved you and that the, you have fullness in Christ. And I'm getting through Colossians and I'm halfway through and then God says to me, go to the end. I'm like, I haven't finished yet. He says, go to the end, read the end. So I went straight to the end and I read the end and this is what it says at the end. Next slide, Lucy, she's gone. She's running to the computer, the wind in her hair, I went to the end and it just says this, remember my chains. He's writing it from prison. Thankful, praying for you. I'd be like, would you pray for me? He's going, I'm praying for you. I've not stopped giving thanks for you. The, the, the fullness of the Godhead lives in, in, in you guys. He's for, set your minds on things above. And at the very end, he, he, he gives them his context for writing such a positive, incredible message. He says, by the way, remember I'm in chains. Christianity is not about comfort. 
Not about living a life that pleases me or am I getting what I want? We kid ourselves. Even Christian books can sometimes give the hint of the impression that this is about self-fulfillment. And because it's Christian, even better self-fulfillment than anything you could get in any career. But it's not. It's about the truth that Jesus died for us. This world is in an incredible broken state. And we can now know an eternal knowledge of God no matter how bad it gets on earth. I, I worry when preachers promise people happiness because I'm like, well, if it's external happiness, you've got a problem because if you're in China and you get saved, you just may die for the thing you just did. It, yes, deep, peace-filled, eternal happiness, but doesn't mean you're going to be comfortable. I, I, I heard uh, this week, I think it was on the TV or, or the radio, I can't remember, but they say that one of the greatest struggles of our generation today is when we had remote controls for our TV. Because all of a sudden, we actually thought in our minds, we control our lives. Like a life is controlled like a remote control. And who knows, life ain't like that. You got chains and you got pains. But here's the point. Look how Paul was living when he was in chains. The point is not to be without chains or without pains, but to live well in them. Because if you live right, your chain and your pain can become your promotion and your platform. And all of Christianity is about that. You are not devoid of pain, but if you live right, your pain can become your promotion. Ask Joseph in the jail. It wasn't, I'm going to wriggle and squirm and write newsletters saying, pray for me. No, he just ministered from his place of pain, knowing somehow I have a dream, but it's through pain that God brings our promotion around about. Suffering leads to glory. Anyone in pain today? Pain over your kids or pain over your body or pain over your mind or pain over your career. And we would pray, God, take it away. But God sometimes is in heaven saying, no, I won't. I want you to get stronger. I want you to receive more grace. I want you to stand up straight and stop having a pity party in a corner and realize you can do this. It's going to make you stronger. I am with you. I'm with you in the fiery furnace. I'm with you in the lion's den. I will bring promotion out of your pain. It's not to avoid pain. It's to become Christ-like in your pain. That's what the gospel is about. To find him in the dark dungeon. The man who wrote this was in a dungeon with Silas once, wasn't he? And they worshiped God and the pain became a place of promotion. That place was Philippi and the Philippian church became his greatest financial supporters. We could wriggle and go, why am I in this pain? Why am I in this prison? And God's saying, I'm lining you up for promotion. We know the scriptures, it says, be like Christ. But do we really want to be like Christ? who found promotion through pain. I heard a Christian leader this week say, this is one of his daily confessions, pain is my friend. I sat there going, it ain't mine. Blumenack. But then I, I was thinking, has he got a better perspective and a handle on the Bible than me? Because when you really start to read it and look at it, you'll realize pain is a blessing. Now I pray only little ones, but some people go through big ones, right? And I'm not saying God sends it all, but in this broken world, here's what I believe. He'll use it all. Can I share with you one of my favorite scriptures? 
with a guarantee that it's going to be one of yours. So Joseph is in a pit and in a prison. Isaiah is mourning the loss of a good king. Jesus dying on the cross. Paul and Silas in a prison. They could all say these verses and just look at what happened. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In your painful prisons, acknowledge him. In your loss of health, you're, you're limping and you don't want to limp anymore, but you're going to acknowledge him in your limping. Acknowledge him when your kids are going a bit off. Acknowledge him when the career's going wrong or there's conflict in your relationship. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And what is it saying? He will make your path straight. Trust turns the pain into a promotion. Don't pray the pain away. Pray that the promoter would come into your lion's den. Say, God be with me. There's all kinds of things God promises through the Bible, but the most recurring answer to every problem is, I will be with you. Not you won't have pain, not you won't have grief, not you won't suffer loss, not you'll never be ill. He just says this, I will be with you. And I want us to pray for a few moments this morning. And I want us to stand before God and acknowledge, God, all the pain isn't going to go, but I worship you in it, trusting that you, every time, biblically, use pain to promote Use pain to bring blessing. I pray that sicknesses would leave. Everything that he died on the cross to remove would go. But I don't know about you. I've still found that doesn't take away all pain. 